and we are live with another edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside once again by Andrew Johnson. And we are now going into Week 13 in the National Football League. Week 12 has just passed us. And we hope you all had a great Thanksgiving as we got to see some interesting football. Uh, a couple blowouts. The wild first game of the day. A Black Friday game for the first time in NFL history. That one didn't really go over too well for a number of reasons. For a that was a great team. game. Well, for you, yeah, it was definitely a great game. Uh, we had a Tank Bowl on Sunday, which, you know, that happened. That was another and great game. a lot of uh, thrilling action on Sunday as well. Um, as we mentioned in our last show, we were going to talk about the Eagles and Chiefs game. When we recorded that episode, that game had not taken place. Uh, that was in Week 11. Quick synopsis of that game. The Eagles were able to come back and beat the Chiefs. Chiefs had a chance to win it late in the game, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropped a touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes, and that cost them the game. So the Chiefs fell on that one. Eagles went on to go to 9-1 and in the season at that time, going into their previous game this past Sunday with the Buffalo Bills, in which we'll get into a little bit later on the show. But let's start off with some of our Thanksgiving action that happened this past Thursday. And let's start off with the game that was pretty much the game of the day on Thanksgiving. And that was the first game between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. And Johnson, going into this game, it pretty much seemed like the Lions were considered a pretty much big favorite. They were a touchdown and a half point favorite in this one against the Packers. But the Packers had a really good, strong start. They let the Lions go in the second quarter, 20-6, to able to hold on by a final of 29-22. Jordan Love looked pretty good for the second straight game after a good game against the Chargers in his previous one. He throws with 268 yards and three touchdowns. Jared Goff had a pretty good game. Uh, the big issue with the Lions early on was the offense didn't get, you know, red hot to late in the second half. They had a fumble recovered for a touchdown in that first quarter as well. And the Packers' strong start was just too much for the Lions to overcome. And Green Bay now still in the hunt for a wild card spot. Meanwhile, the Pack, meanwhile, the Lions. Now drop to eight and three, but still lead the NFC North. Now you know what uh you know what you didn't mention about this though. What did I not mention? I'm curious. The Lions, unfortunately, on their side, they had a waxing oh, gibbous. Yep, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If every time there's different phases of the moon, obviously, right? There's half moon, there's full moon, there's you know new moon, all this stuff, and then there's these other phases called like the waxing gibbous and all this fun stuff. Well, apparently. Every time that the Lions have played with a waxing gibbous on, I believe uh, it is uh, on uh, Thursday, not Thursday Night Football, but on Thanksgiving Football, right? They've lost. Is that correct? Right. And sure enough, they had a waxing gibbous and lost again, even though they were touching on a half point and a half point favorites. So uh, if you want to take a look at stupid bets like this, like, oh, well, you know, this guy's socking. I mean, like, no, like, that's dumb, but like, this feels different, right? Like, those, like, dumb streaks, like, oh, yeah, every time, you know, Kirk Cousins smiles, he wins the game, like, at, at like whatever. Like, these all these bullshit stats. Like, this is a fake stat, but it feels like a real stat. Does that make sense? I saw this stat on Wednesday, the day before, and we were at Thanksgiving Eve, and that was a long night. I mean, we, as we all know, Thanksgiving Eve comes around. But I saw this stat, and I thought I was drunk because I could not believe what I was reading. But I mean, it was funny. It was absolutely a funny tweet. And immediately after seeing that tweet, I said, oh, man, maybe the Packers do have a chance because if the Lions are 0-12 on this stat, might as well give the Packers some love. And to their credit, 
no pun intended, but they did get Love in this game, and he Jordan Love was able to get them the win to essentially, in my opinion, kind of save their season and keep them alive in the playoff race. Are we really gonna do this playoff race? Like it doesn't really exist. I mean, they're I mean they're a half game out of the wild card. Oh, I'm not I'm not entertaining it, but I will entertain something later on, which will be pretty funny. But uh, let's talk about the Cowboys now rolling over the Commanders and Sam Ugh. Howell, how he is uh, garbage and um, he cost you your bet. No, 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 no. He didn't cost me my bet. He indirectly cost you. He your bet. was a part of it, but Ron Rivera is true public enemy number one, and I cannot wait. For him to get fired. Uh, but anyway, the big news of the game was Deron Bland getting another pick six. He now breaks the NFL record for most pick sixes in a season in NFL history. So, congrats to him, I guess. I, I don't really care. You know how I am with the Cowboys. Um, there's not much really to talk about this game. The Cowboys dominated. Uh, this game was pretty much over um, midway through the fourth quarter. Um, it was kind of close going into the fourth quarter, but then the Cowboys exploded for 25 points. And, yeah. That's pretty much it. The Cowboys go to 8-3, and, and Washington is now taking for Jaleel, as we like to usually say for previous NBA terms. Well, um, so this is... Let me just ask you. He has to be one of the front rows now for Defensive Player of the Year, right? Draw blood? Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be up there. He has to be, right? Like, this is one more and he makes history, and I think he has a good chance of doing it. Well, he's already made, he already hit me, made the history. That, he, his last pick six broke the record. Oh, broke the! I thought he tied the record. He Excuse broke me. The, his last pick six was broke the record for most pick six, pick sixes. I thought, sorry, in I thought he had tied the record. Excuse me. He tied it the me. week I was, before. I, I I call me uninformed. Then he could have a. Ch- I don't know what the record is for most interceptions in a season, but he could be up. He could have a chance. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know that off the top of my head, but I would assume he does have a a, a back. Uh, I would take a, say a snowball's chance in hell. Yeah, I think I, I think a thing is also people are going to start not throwing it his way too, so that will probably happen. The record is fourteen by uh, Night Train Lane, so uh, he's got a while to go. Yeah, but his teammate Trevon Diggs did it, had eleven in twenty twenty one. I forgot about that. Yeah, how can you? I, how could I forget about that? Honestly, but uh, yeah, no, Jerron Bland's looking really good for the Cowboys. I hate to say that because as a Giant fan, I don't want to see them. He will haunt your division for years to come. Yeah, they have three good corners now, it looks to seem, so that's not really good for me. Um, Plus Michael Parsons. Yep. Yep. Have fun with that backfield. Yep, I'm uh Yeah, I'm dead inside, especially after what happened on Sunday. Um, but let's go into the final game of the Thursday slate, and that was the San Francisco 49ers extending their division lead in the NFC West. They continue to look pretty strong since they made those moves at the trade deadline, beating down the Seattle Seahawks 31 to 13. Another big game for Christian McCaffrey, 114 yards and a touchdown. Brock Purdy looked pretty efficiently as well. Their defense was a big story in this one. They pretty much handled Geno Smith, the company, who did not have Kenneth Walker for this game. And San Francisco now goes to 8-3 on the year, still alive for home field in the NFC. And for the Seattle Seahawks, they're now trying to hold on to a wild card spot. Uh. Has Geno's pumpkin finally expired? Has like the clock struck midnight and he's going to turn back into a pumpkin? Can we, uh, well, he got paid. So, you know what they say about players getting paid? What happens after that? That's it. That's usually it. Can't check out. So, for Seattle, maybe you're hoping, obviously, you're hoping that it's not the case, but yeah, I don't know. Geno was, did, was injured going into the game. He did play through the injury, but did not look good to say the least for this one. So, who knows? 
But I know you want to get into this next game. Um, you know, first Black Friday game in NFL history. Day after Thanksgiving, you know, you're kind of relaxing, watching this game, if you want to call it the game. Uh, Tim Boyle was a starter for the Jets in this one. And it pretty much went expected, as you, you would expect for a game like this. Uh, paint you a picture, Johnson. The Jets get a pick on Tua Tonga-Vailoa, the second of the second half. With, and they have five seconds left. And they're in Miami territory. And they say to themselves, listen, we're not in field goal range. We will just go for the Hail Mary. Why? Might as well, right? So Tim Boyle throws it into the end zone. Players are, you know, vying to get the football. And Javon Holland picks the ball off. Now, you would think, yeah, you know what? Tackle him and the half. It's still a four-point game. It's 99 yards. He's got to run all the way back. He's he's got to go from one end zone to the other end zone, right? That's exactly what he did. A 99-yard pick six to end the half. Gives Miami a 17-6 lead. They would not hold back. They win it by a final of 34-13. They're now referring to this play as the Hail Hail Mary. The The Hail Mary from hell. Considering that it was, you know, the day before, I believe, was the 12-year anniversary of the Buff Fumble. It was. Uh, I think the Jets would just like to stop playing uh, in the vicinity of Thanksgiving. So, I think next year... I think next year they're kind of hoping maybe they have a bye week or they're just not playing on primetime next year. It's, and um, hopefully, week. hopefully we get another one though. That'd be pretty funny. I mean, what could they do at this point? Uh, I, I don't know what else you really could do. Could you maybe uh kind of maybe 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 what happened in the Alabama and Auburn game? The kick six. Oh, that'd be great. I think at the professional level that would be hysterical. I I, I think that's I think that's you know the way that, that things have been going for the Jets. I think I, I guess that's possible at this rate, right? Uh, hey, Aaron Rodgers, no, I, I Aaron mean, is returning, right? I mean, yeah, he he has to be drinking stem cells. That's the only way he's probably getting healthy again. I mean, I don't know what he did to be cleared oh. from football activities already, but that's crazy. Sorry, I was looking at the Villanova score. They're going to lose to St. Joseph's. Uh, listen, St. Joseph's is a quality basketball program. And I told they're you guys, they almost by, beat Kentucky. They lost to Kentucky in overtime. Double, they're going to lose by double digits. I'm not surprised. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Let's go to our next game. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's go into now our Sunday slate. So we had all this primetime football going into the week. We go now into week 12. And don't look now, Johnson, but how about the Denver Broncos? They've won five Uh, straight games. You're right. I won't look. look, It's a mirage. I I know. It's kind of of weird. They're kind of giving me what the, the Lions did last season. Remember what happened with the Lions last year when they started, what was it? One and seven, I think, and they won six in a row after that. And, you know, kind of almost saved their season. They obviously missed the playoffs at the end, but they almost made the playoffs at the end of the the year. And that's where Denver right now, if you look at it, that's kind of where they're sitting right now. They were one and five. It looked like all hope was lost. Now they've won five in a row. They're tied for the last wild card spot in the AFC. And they're playing some really good football right now. The defense looks strong in this one. Russell Wilson was all right for the most part in it. And they're now 6-5, and and they have a huge game upcoming this Sunday against a team that's also in the wild card hunt, which we'll talk about them in a little bit. 
And I don't really have anything to say about the Broncos. Uh, Congratulations, you won a couple games in a row. I mean, yay. I want to talk about this Jags team, though. Yeah. Huge win for them. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, He looked human, finally. He Uh, actually looked human. I mean, I know he's a rookie, but he actually looked like a rookie this week. Still had some pretty good numbers. I'm I'm talking more about the interceptions and the turnovers. Well, I mean, he he didn't turn it over this week. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, but he's so, he's looking more human though. Yeah, the Texans had a chance to tie the game late against Jacksonville. Uh, Matt Amendola missed a fifty-eight yard field goal, not the easiest field goal to make anyway. So anyone he almost made it, it too. He almost didn't make it. It went off the crossbar, um, the front up, uh, the front of uh, the crossbar. So anyone giving him crap for that, I mean, I, I hate when people do that. Like it's a fifty-eight yard field goal. You try making that; it's not easy. I mean, I can make an eighteen-yard field goal. Maybe. I don't think I can make that. <laughs> Listen, I don't, listen, I don't listen. Listen, I listen. I don't really give kickers any kind of crap like that because I know how hard it can be, especially with eighty thousand people. It's especially I in a hostile stadium. I give kickers more crap when it's like a chip shot. Chip like, if shot. It's like like, a, if it's listen, like a twenty-four to like thirty, I know I cannot field make goal. a thirty-yard field goal. But you bet your ass if I was considered to be one of the best kickers, right? At, at my level, if you've been doing it consistently. If I've been doing it consistently for ten years, that and you miss a chip shot, like all right, that's when I give you crap. Fifty yarder, it happens. That's almost easy. impossible. That's not an easy kick whatsoever. But digress. The Jaguars got a big win in the division. They now go up two games in the AFC South with this win. They're now eight and three. Half game back of Baltimore for the for the best record in the AFC. So they have a really good chance of getting home field advantage throughout the postseason for this upcoming AFC playoffs. And for the Texans, they still hold on to a wild card spot right now, but we're, they're tied with Denver for one of those wild card spots, and they will play each other this upcoming Sunday. So, believe it or not, you wouldn't think that the Broncos and Texans going into the season would be a marquee matchup going into this week, but that's the season that we're currently having, and that's a big matchup now going into Week 13. Uh, say that again for anyone who kind of thought they died. Uh, yeah, Denver and Houston is a marquee matchup to actually look forward to this upcoming weekend. All right, is this 2014? Uh, Might be. Okay, it kind of feels like it. History tends to repeat itself, so we could be repeating itself right now. Uh, before we go to the next game, you want to talk about the toilet bowl real quick? Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about that Patriots-Giants yeah, game I, of picks and well. punts. And it came down to the very last second. You know, Tommy Cutlets had a touchdown leading the Giants G-Men to victory. And the Patriots won 50-50 of Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi of who could, you know, choke harder at, who could as suck a quarterback. More. <laughs> and it looked like, you know, Bailey Zappi was going to lead him to a game-winning drive. And then when you finally, it's a chip shot field goal, Bill Belichick goes to the headset and, and goes, miss the kick. And just like it, he misses a chip shot, chip so shot field goal. Is team doing that? Absolutely. Okay. And just like that, uh, Patriots don't tie it up. Giants win the game. And congrats to the New York Giants. Big blue wrecking uh, crew on winning two in a row, making that playoff push. Go Giants. And I mean, they're two games out of a wild card spot, I guess. Making that playoff push. You guys can do it. Well, man, we're now the sixth team in the NFL draft if the season ended today. So uh, we're ruining our chances to get a quarterback. Marvin Harrison up. Jr. But... I will say the one thing I liked in this game, I saw a lot of Jalen Hyatt. He had 109 yards receiving, so that's a nice bright spot to see. If I'm yeah, a I got news fan. for you, pal. Um, if this was week one, it would be impressive, but Patriots cornerbacks, they uh, pretty much have McDonald's Let cash. Let me have my right now. moment. We have oh, had okay. a rough year. 
And we're really banking on Tommy DeVito right now. This is literally the NFL's version of Liz Sadie right now for the Giants. Really? You're banking on Tommy DeVito? I'm banking on just my team not showing up next week. Exactly. You're te- you're you're banking on them continuing to suck and hopefully getting Marvin Harrison. But, I don't know. Do they, uh... I, do you really still trust Mac Jones at this rate? I do. But not for this team. I feel like the Patriots organization so is down. So I feel like the Patriots you're still organization even after the year. Yeah, I mean, listen. I feel like the Patriots organization have let him down at this point. I feel like he would go flourish somewhere else. Does that make is, sense? Is this is this upcoming next season his fifth year option? Yes. Like here, then that could be. He's kind of probably in a Daniel Jones situation where if he's going to be the quarterback next year, he's going to have to play for his contract. Yeah. No. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, good luck to that, because uh, as a Giants fan, that didn't really go over well for us so far. And we're now really debating on who's the better quarterback between DeVito and uh, Daniel Jones. That's my life. Uh, so congrats to me having two straight wins as a Giants fan. Woohoo. Anyway, let's talk about a game that had really good must-see television. That was the Bills and the Eagles, a game in which it went into overtime. Buffalo actually won the coin toss. And they only got a field goal. And that allowed Philadelphia to get the game-winning touchdown in overtime. And remember, let's not discredit the fact that they had to kick a... I'm going to discredit them. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying the field goal-wise. Meaning that the only reason they got there was because of Jake Elliott. What was it? A 57-yard field goal? Mm-hmm. 58-yarder? Uh, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong about both of them. It was a 59-yard field goal. That's an incre- that's incredible um, for Jake Elliott. And I hate to say that because Jake Elliott's brought me some absolute nightmares as a Giants fan. But uh, the Eagles win on our Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown in overtime. They now go to ten and one the season in Buffalo. They go into the bye week now six and six, and they are in really big trouble. Only a half came out of the wild card, but it's been a rough year for the Bills. Uh rough year is kind of an understatement because they fired in the past. Within the past year, they fired their o, their OC, their DC, and their head coach should be next, and McDermott their quarterback is, should probably get traded too. I don't know about that, but the head coach is definitely on the hot seat. Listen, if Josh Allen did not have Stefan Diggs, how many touchdowns would he have? Well, in the season I mean, now? listen, Diggs. We we we've heard rumors with Diggs. We who knows if he's going to be there in, in Buffalo next year. Listen, Diggs if, made uh, him as a quarterback. I'm not even. I don't. Even well, I'm not discrediting that he definitely helped Josh Allen. I mean, listen, it, it helps every every quarterback, especially if they're young. If you can get a big time wide receiver, it's going to happen. So, the moral, the biggest thing for Buffalo right now is, is that. Um, they've got to find a way to finish games because they just have not been able to do that this season on both sides of the ball. And you're now looking at a, a team that, look at their next couple games schedule-wise. You're at the Chiefs after the bye week, then you're in, at home against Dallas. Uh, the Chargers, I know they've had a rough year, but they will they will make it a tough game. Uh, they've lost to the Patriots already this season. They're playing New England. Then they're at Miami to end the year. And... It's gonna to be tough for the Bills to get into the playoffs, in my opinion. I think they're gonna to need to they gotta figure something out because their defense hasn't been able to close games as of late and pretty much for the last couple of years. Their offense starting to look a little bit better under Joe Brady, so that's maybe a little bit of a bright spot. But yeah, McDermott's seat is only getting hotter and hotter every every other week, so they need to figure out something and they gotta figure it out soon. All right, so I think the next game we have, we're going to talk about the Ravens-Chargers game, and uh, Justin Herbert, my God. I know they didn't have the best game, but 
Yeah. Can you please fire Brandon Staley? Please. <laughs> please. Uh, Brandon Staley is, uh, yeah. Like, that is one of the most anemic offenses I've ever, I've ever seen. And there's absolutely no reason you should be fumbling the bag with this many kind of offensive weapons. Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. I've uh, been not using Quentin Johnston, right? I mean, there's so many bags well, that just fumbling. When they, right and here. when they do try to use him right, he drops the football. But anyway. I mean, that's that's besides the point. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. Baltimore, it wasn't the prettiest win for them. I mean... Lamar did. Remember, this is their first game without Mark Andrews as well, so it's losing a big time target like that also doesn't help uh, help them. Zay Flowers looked pretty good in this game; had a big rushing touchdown to seal the win. Also had a receiving touchdown. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this is just pathetic. I mean, when the Chargers have the same amount of wins as the Giants, that's that's bad. That is a really bad look for this team. And I'm not. I would venture to say, Johnson, that you guys have a chance against them this coming Sunday. Uh, no thanks. I know you don't want to win, but I think you have a really good chance of beating them. Uh, no thanks. I'm good. Um, yeah, that, that's just, yeah. If I'm the Chargers, I'm telling you right now, if you lose to New England, that's gotta be it. That's that. There, there is no other explanation for you keeping Staley if you if you lose to the Patriots. It, it, I I know you're not gonna take offense to it because your team's two and nine. No, it, well, I do not take any offense. Yeah, it, it, there, there's no excuse for for the Chargers if they keep them. Because what is the excuse? What does Brandon Staley like? Does he have some kind of like He's evidence on Spanos or so, like for some like what? What am I missing? Why has he not been fired yet? Why is he still here? They're, they they are doing worse than the Raiders, and they fired their head coach. It makes no sense. I, I mean, I'm not gonna hear. I'm not gonna sit here and defend them. I'm just gonna. I, I'm just gonna say I they agree with everything you're saying Kellen right now. Moore at least the interim head coach for the time being to get the culture at least somewhat better until they hire either more as the full time head coach or just they hire someone else because it's just getting worse every week. They're really gonna ruin Justin Herbert like they did with Philip Rivers. It's gonna. I it's, feel it's, bad it's, Philip Rivers too. I think I think they've already done it. Ah, uh, it's so early on. You can't say, but yeah, maybe. I, no, the way they're, on the, right they're, they're on the pace. They are, yes, I would agree on pace too. Keep in mind how much money they have allotted to some of their big time players. They're not going to be able to do anything in free agency the next couple of years. Austin Eckler might be gone after this season. They're going to look like a completely new team going into next year. So, if uh, I'm Herbert, yeah, no, you're not, you're not wrong. Might, uh, I mean, listen, Herbert should uh, she, he should pack up or at least demand a trade. Probably should not have signed that extension if I was him. You gotta take the money when it's in front of you. That money's yeah, not guaranteed. Yeah, that's true. And also, who knows? Uh, the final game of the week was the Monday Night Football game. Uh, we'll talk about also some other NFL news after this game. Uh, Josh Dobbs finally has the um, the glass slipper falling off moment as he throws four interceptions in this game against the Chicago Bears, and the Bears kick a last second field goal and pull off a stunning road win against the Vikings, twelve to ten. Yeah, um, wasn't really a great game to watch. Bears didn't have a touchdown. They won on, on field goals. So there's that. But for the Vikings, they're 6-6. Six and six. They still have a wild card spot as of now. But they want to make it. They need Josh Dobbs to play a lot better. And thankfully for them, they're going to get Justin Jefferson back after this upcoming bye week. So that should help them in a couple weeks. And I don't really have anything to say about this game. Like you said, it was just really death by field goal, and yeah. Josh Dobbs turned into a pumpkin. And maybe he'll have a bounce back game. I don't know yet. We'll see this week. But it was kind of he was playing too well this. Oh, well, you going into a bye week? So going to happen. 
I think this is good. I think, that, and you're right. I think this happening going into your bye week is not the worst thing because now you get a week to you know learn the playbook still a lot more because he's still learning the playbook each and every week, and now you're gonna get to learn it with Justin Jefferson now fully healthy, and that's big considering that we expected them to be really bad without Justin Jefferson when he got hurt, and now he's back and they're still in a playoff position. So I think that's huge for them to get him back. Um, as a fantasy owner, Justin Jefferson, I'm hoping that he does play to that level that he's been playing since he got drafted in the NFL. So we'll have to see what happens for Minnesota in the next couple of weeks. But before we go into our mushing hour, we have to talk about the big news regarding a certain head coach. And, and before you go into this, I yeah, go I usually have soundboards. Like I have Meet the Mets on here. I have our music. I have a couple different things. I don't have any clown music, and that's what I'd be playing right now for the owner of the Panthers. But you can go on and just break the news. Oh, David Tepper, yeah. Oh, man, it's... uh. Is not good times right now. And uh, how about this stat, Johnson? Um, when I saw this stat with Tommy DeVito and Bryce Young, considering that they have pretty much the same amount of touchdown passes this year, um, yeah, it's not a good look for the Panthers right now. Um, they fired head coach Frank Reich uh, second time in pretty much over a year. He's been fired by a team as a head coach. So, um, yeah, much, much. There's really not much more you could say. A, a team that's one ten right now in the year. And a division that is easily attainable, considering that the Falcons lead at five and six, uh, just a really bad year. And I think maybe this is not the worst thing for the team because now you're hoping maybe with the firing of a head coach, maybe that you'll see some production now from the offense. They fired a bunch of staff with this move as well, and you're hoping that Bryce Young and company can respond from this and maybe get better the next couple of weeks, but. For a team that doesn't have their first overall draft pick this upcoming season, yeah, times are definitely rough right now in Carolina. And with that being said, let's bring in our next edition of the uh, Mushing Hour. Uh, not a long one this week, but not a lot to really cover. It's kind of that lull season for the NFL where uh, well, there's there not are, really a lot going on. There's six teams on a bye week, too, this week, so not a lot of games also this upcoming week. I would like to point out, Johnson, both you and I had the same exact record in college football and in the NFL this past week. I know. It's like we kind of both faded each other and uh, with <laughs> different games, too. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. Like we, it, It's not like we picked everything the same, but we still somehow ended up with the same record. I, and we was, still hit 55% of our picks, so that is did. a profitable week for us. Yeah, both of us, we both went 7-4 and four in this past week's NFL slate. Considering there was 11 games, that's pretty good. We'll take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's actually, I was counting college too, that's 64% in, uh, in NFL, which is really, really, really good. Right. Especially because we give true 50-50 picks, and, you know, people charge you for picks, like, oh, yeah, $100 a month for my picks, and they're giving you, like, oh, yeah, Louisville money line, and they're, like, minus eight-point favorites. I'm like, wow, genius, I could have figured <laughs> Thank that one you. out. Thanks. That's what we did. That's how, that kind of reminded me of a couple weeks ago when we did the Notre Dame and Wake Forest game, and we both took Notre Dame, like, whatever it was. Well, I at least took Notre Dame minus 24 and a half because we knew Notre Dame was not going to lose. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's go into the Week 13 slate, starting off on Thursday night with a game between the Seahawks and the Cowboys. Both these teams played last Thursday on Thanksgiving. They now play in Arlington this upcoming week. Seahawks at Dallas. Dallas, nine-point favorites at home, over under 47.5. Big note for this game, Johnson, Kenneth Walker, not going to play in this one, so he's going to be out for the second straight game. And my fantasy team cries because of it. With that yeah. being said, Dallas minus nine. Dallas is on a roll. I know you don't want to hear this. I don't. Uh, the the Geno's turning back into a pumpkin. He is going to regress, continue to regress. So we need Dallas plus, uh, minus nine here. 
And I'm going to fully fade. Um, not fully fade. I'm going to fully mush the Dallas Cowboys and also take them minus nine. Uh, Seattle's on a bad trend right now. They've lost two straight. Not looking good for them right now. The next game we have the Denver Broncos on the road going into Houston, Texas, Texas to take on the Texans. Houston at home, minus three point favorites over undisputed at 47 and a half. Give me Texans, minus three and a half. They're going to come. They're going to bounce back nicely. And Broncos, the wheels are going to fall off this wagon. I don't think so. I think I'm not going to take the money line, but I think it Broncos plus three and a half. Uh, I think it's going to, it's going to happen. You know, at some point the Broncos are going to lose at some point. I, I, I could see them winning this week against the Texans. So I'm, I'm going to take Denver plus three and a half. That should be an interesting game though. I guess I uh, will agree to disagree. It's yeah. not a mush, so that's good. Yeah. Next game, we have the Cleveland Browns on their own taking on the, uh, Los Angeles Rams. I was going to say the St. Louis Rams. That would bring me back to 2017. I agree. Stan Kroenke screwed over that city. Yeah. Anyway, um, we have Rams at home, minus three and a half, over under slated at 39 and a half. Give me Rams, minus three and a half. Um, now, Sean Watson. No the, now, you might change your pick in a second. I'm not going to change it. You sure? Have you heard who's taking the first team reps for the Browns? Uh, tell me. It's Joe Flacco. Um. All right, give me change? Browns plus three and a half. <laughs> I knew, I wanted to bring that up because the only reason I did I, not now, know that was that brand new news that happened today. He was taking the first team reps today because Dorian Thompson Robinson is still hurt. Well, give me Joe Elite now. Give me Joe Elite to win by to lose by a field goal. Uh, I'll take a Rams minus three and a half because the Rams are playing better football. Sure. I have no analysis for that. That's pretty much all the reason. I think the Browns are just uh, in a rough spot right now, quarterback. How about this next game, Johnson? This one's out. Uh... I like this one. It is the 49ers at the Eagles. The best offensive line in football versus the best defensive line. Unstoppable force meets an unmovable object. Something's got to give. San Francisco on the road, minus three-point favorites. 47.5 is the slated over under. Give me San Fran, minus three. Nick Bosa's and... Uh, Chase Young had combined that three and a half sacks on the day. That line's not going to stop both those guys. Think about how we crazy this minus is. Three. The Niners are a three-point favorite on the road against the team with the best record in the NFL. Think really? It. Yeah. Huh. The, the Niners are at, at Philadelphia, and the Eagles are 10-1. and one. Yeah, I think... The, listen, I, I've been saying the Niners are my Super Bowl picks, so... The fact that this game's not a primetime also is kind of blasphemous to me. I don't know how this is not a primetime game. Um... See, my issue is if I take San Francisco, then I'm going to mush them and then the Eagles are going to win. But I don't want to take the Eagles either. So I'm going to... Do I trust the under in this game? I don't think I trust it as much. The, the Niners have one of the best defenses in the league. The Eagles, you could say, also have a pretty good defense. Uh, I... I'm gonna go with the over. I don't like it. I just don't want to pick either of those teams for uh, for for certain reasons. Okay. With that being said, now we have our next game: uh, the Kansas City Chiefs on the road taking on the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. Chiefs, even though they are on the road, minus six point favorites, forty two and a half is the slated over under. Give me pa- Packers plus six. Uh, mm. Chiefs, I think, are a little bit of a slump right now, and Jordan Love might wake up and play dangerously and lose by a field goal. So give me Packers plus six. 
Remember, Jordan Love's first career start was against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, and that was a pretty close game up until the end. Um, the Chiefs, they did play slow against the Raiders their last game. They were able to hold on and win by two touchdowns in, in that one. Packers, we mentioned, came up the big win against the Lions. They're in the thick of it for the wild card race. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs minus three. I'm going to go alternate spread on this one. Uh, I don't trust the minus six because I also kind of tend to agree with you. I think the Packers can cover this, but I don't want to fully mush it. So I'm going to give you the chance to have your potential win and give you Packers plus six. So give me Kansas City minus three. I appreciate that. The alternative spread. And finally, the Monday night game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow and possibly T Higgins and possibly the rest of the team. And possibly these coaches will get fired on the road, going into Jacksonville, take on they the Jaguars Jags at home. Minus eight point favorites. 37 and a half is a slate over under. Give me Jacksonville minus eight. Uh, this team is playing for nothing at this point. Well, they played that a really ugly game against the Steelers this past week. Uh, a 16 to 10 loss. They could have eat, they could have won the game. If they had Burrow, they definitely would have won the game. That's for sure. Uh, man, that sucks because the Bengals were my team to win the Super Bowl this year, and it's really the, my mushing knows no bounds at this point. I've injured Joe Burrow, the guy I had for MVP, and I've in, and I've pretty much ruined the Bengals season as a whole. So you're welcome, Cincinnati. Uh, you can send me your uh your DMs at any point if you're a fan of the Bengals. Uh, believe it or not, I had the Bengals covering this game. Plus eight. Give me the Bengals plus eight. Jacksonville has not convinced me that they're still good. They're still that great of a team. Okay, and that kind of brings us to a close here with our NFL portion of the show. Do you have anything to say before we uh, sign off tonight? Uh, we'll have to see what we're talking about next week because there's not a lot of games this upcoming week. Uh, the games that we do have are the best game that we covered are the best games in our opinion, but. Who knows? Maybe we maybe we find some other storylines going into week 14 of this NFL season because we're almost getting closer to the end of the season and finding out who's going to be in the postseason. So week 13 should be interesting in the NFL. Anything you like to add? Um, I hope the season's over soon. I hope my team loses out for the rest of the year. Uh, he doesn't want to be saying the Arnold Schwarzenegger go Chargers go. He's actually no, you will be saying that as a coming. Go Chargers. Yeah, he's going to be saying go Chargers, but. Then again, you might be asking for Brandon Staley to get fired if the Patriots win that game. So uh, you might be joining the situation, I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But that's going to do it for this week 13 edition of the National Football League on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. We'll have to see what happens going into week 13. Week 12 is in the books. Week 13 is coming up. And we're getting closer to the end of the season. One month left. Should be an interesting time for the National Football League and seeing who gets in and who misses out, and who potentially gets fired as a head coach. This has been Nicholas Mavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your week.